0: good afternoon how are you doing this is craig back from StopDrinkingExpert.com. congratulations you made it through the weekend i hope uh welcome into our monday meeting and uh it's going to be a fantastic week because we've got some amazing guests uh, lined up to come on the stream uh we have sharon hartley coming up uh, back end of this week friday i think um sharon is well she kind of fell into that typical mom who fell into the nightly bottle of wine after the kids went to bed, got into that loop for a long period of time, found it was absolutely destroying her life and took action. And now she dedicates her life to helping other people, runs a podcast called Over the Influence. Uh, Fantastic character, Uh, known her for about 20 years, thrilled to have her on the show on Friday this week. And next week, we've got Andrew Bridgewater. He's going to be on on Monday. He's an expert in depression and anxiety. So if you're one of the many people who are using alcohol, to help with anxiety issues or low mood, uh, even issues of loneliness and things like that, then Monday is a don't miss. Andrew will be live at 2 p.m. UTC GMT, uh, 4 p.m. here in Cyprus. Uh, Don't forget, this is an Ask Me Anything. You can post your questions wherever you're watching, uh, whether that's on YouTube or on Twitch. We'll be on Facebook uh, live in a couple of weeks' time, Uh, but you can post your comments below wherever you're watching. And today... We're talking smoking and the link between cigarettes and alcohol. So if you're a smoker and a drinker, or maybe you've given up one but not the other, then this is your moment to get some expert advice, because I actually happen to know one of the best smoking cessation therapists in the world, and he's on the stream today. So let's say hello to a few people first. Uh, Caesar's on board. Good morning, Caesar, uh KB, greetings from Arizona. Thank you, KB. Uh, Davey Andrews, also in Arizona, 27 days sober. Nice one, Davey. Fantastic. Uh, Robert Booth. Hi, Craig. I'm in hodl mode on stop drinking and crypto fronts. (laughs) Both of those are good decisions at the moment, Robert, I think. Uh, Nurse Babs, good morning. Uh, Leslie's here from Arizona. Wow, we're popular in Arizona this morning. Um, KB, I saw your question. We'll come back to it. Uh, Robert Booth says, I'm very glad I didn't get into smoking. Preet is here. Uh, Welcome, Preet, and Brandon as well. So uh, keep commenting. Uh, I can see you, and uh, we'll come back to these questions, uh, especially if you've got smoking questions today. Uh, But right now, let's bring in our stop-smoking experts. Uh, as, As I said, one of the best in the world, really knows his stuff, been doing this for a long time. Um, and whether you smoke or not, I think there is a direct link between a lot of addictions and there's a lot of things that are common no matter what you're using as your kind of tool. And uh, so I think it's going to be helpful anyway. So let's bring in Mark Keane. Hello. Hey, how are you doing?
1: How are you, Craig? It's I'm nice that you do some, uh, some amazing work here uh, on, on the old YouTube. I
0: uh, got a lot of followers there. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's a nice little community, this. And we're, we're doing it three times a week now just as a kind of uh, support thing. Because I noticed um, I was looking on the AA website, and they're doing like five meetings a day online now. Uh, really? I mean, they're very boring. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically the first 20 minutes of someone reading a passage out of a book.
1: Isn't isn't the AA based on the the philosopher Carl Jung's kind of philosophy? Uh, that whole twelve step thing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean he, he was. You know, he's about five hundred years old, isn't he, or something? I mean, it, it's quite outdated as, as, as far as I can see. I didn't um, even
0: know he was still alive. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think
1: he is. <laughs> I mean, his spirit is
0: five hundred years old, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think anyone could accuse you of being boring, Craig. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. So, um before we get into this, I uh, just wonder if you could share a bit of your background because you've been you've been helping smokers for a long time now, yeah,
1: absolutely. Even before I became an official smoker helper, I was trying to help smokers. Um, I have a media background, and um I used to present uh, late night radio shows. and um, during the course of this, Uh, I stopped smoking uh, using a particular method. And one of the things which I I used to have people call up uh, quite a lot about was smoking. I mean, there were lots of other issues, uh, other drugs, cocaine and alcohol itself as well, drinking problems, weight problems. Uh, But Mm -hmm. smoking did keep coming up. And it was something uh, that interested me a lot, the psychology of stopping smoking. So after about 20 years working in radio, I decided to take a, a career break. And I just one of the things that was at the top of my list, really, was to to get into the idea of helping people stop smoking. And I became uh, involved in an organization called Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, an incredible organization, a global organization. Uh, and that was 17 years ago. And uh, since then, I've been building up uh, a network network uh, of Alan Carr clinks across Northern England, Northern Ireland, uh, also the Channel Islands and the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen probably about 10,000 smokers now.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, let me ask, there's a question just popped up from Brandon. It's not really a question, but, um, he says, I, I wish alcohol had more warnings on the bottles like cigarettes do on their packets. Do you think those warnings on cigarettes actually stop people smoking? No, they do exactly the opposite. Um, when they
1: first put the, the warnings on cigarette packets, the sales of cigarettes in the UK, at least, actually went up. The problem with, with smoking particularly is this. Now, I know alcohol is slightly different, but, of course, there are always similarities. Uh, the problem with uh, when you're a smoker, when you become scared or anxious It makes you want to smoke more, not less. So, if you go back and look at the, for example, the uh, recession, the worldwide recession, the sort of uh, 2007, 2008, where everyone was nervous as hell about losing the job, becoming redundant, not having any money. Now, you'd think, wouldn't you? And a lot of people said to me, Oh, I bet you're making money hand over fist, aren't you? But everybody wants to stop smoking. And it was the total opposite because smokers and drug addicts don't care. Uh, And, hey, I was one of the world's worst smokers. You know, we don't care about the money. We will find some way to get a drug. So when we're in a very nervous situation like that, for example, um, Mm -hmm. smokers smoke more, not less. Now, when you've got a warning uh, um, message on the packet saying smoking kills, that will make a smoker feel anxious or insecure about the very fact uh, that they're smoking cigarettes and that in itself makes them want to smoke more cigarettes it makes them die for the packet and the proof of that is that if those things worked if they actually did help drug addicts there'd yeah. be no drug addicts left by now <laughs> you know you, you'd employ psychologists to find the worst pictures and they yeah. say the picture is worth uh, a thousand words but what smokers say to me is that I, I turn it over. I turn the packet over. And that act in itself, Craig, I think proves that it's making them nervous. Because nice. if you're trying to ignore the message, deliberately to you know it it requires a mind process to actually turn that packet over. And yeah. that is because you're nervous about what the message is that it's telling you, which makes you more dependent on the drug, not
0: less. Okay. That's interesting. So um, I mean, we've just we were still in a very stressful time so how have you found it's affected smokers are you inundated with people stopping smoking at the moment is Um, there a mad rush now that we've had all this panic and people are thinking about their health a bit more or is it the opposite which is happening with smoking?
1: well well business for obvious reasons you know we, we do um face to face Uh, But we've tried to replace a lot of that business with online business as well. Um, But we have found, uh, I I certainly in the North of England have found a downturn over the last couple of years. And I haven't been able to go out and do physical sessions for a lot of the time. Hmm. So um, what I am starting to notice, though, is as people are starting to trickle back, um there are quite a few people who, who are familiar faces you know yeah. uh, and sometimes they're not so familiar faces but they remind me that they saw me x years ago so uh-huh. what i'm finding is that there are um, I, I saw a stat recently that said that smoking rates, you know, were going down gradually over the years in the UK, and that actually they've now started to go up again. Uh, and yeah. my perception of that would be that um, we're in we're in a nervous situation. I don't know about you, Craig, but when this uh, pandemic started, I used to wake up in the morning, and you know, when you remember something bad is going on, you, yeah. know, uh, <laughs> you know, like you you, you know your, your aunt is ill or something, uh, yeah. and when I remembered about 30 seconds after I woke up that there was a pandemic going on, it scared the bejeebies out of me. Um and and when smokers are scared, they believe it's a myth, of course, they believe that the cigarettes help them. So I found that actually the pandemic has affected uh, you know, smoking quite badly. What about alcohol?
0: Well, it's it's interesting because a lot of what you're saying could be transposed onto alcohol, you know. um, People using alcohol more when when they're stressed because they see it as this panacea for all their problems. So when when you've got a problem, alcohol's there to fix it. It always has been. It's kind of programmed in as the go-to option. Um, so I think there's there's quite a lot of similarities. Um, got a, just a couple of points here. Uh, Ron uh, Ron Valley says I smoked Marlboro cigarettes uh, for one year, uh, got some chest pains, and stopped. But the, uh, but no more pain. Why don't people respond to the obvious signs that they're getting ill from smoking cigarettes?
1: Um, It's In a way, it's almost what I just said there. Um, Smokers want to stop smoking, um, but the more scared and anxious they become about anything, the more they're dependent they feel on cigarettes. And there's a reason for that. We all have a, a certain amount of worry and anxiety in our lives. Uh, And on top of that, a smoker probably doesn't realize that every time you smoke a cigarette, the operation of the nicotine withdrawal actually Adds to the amount of anxiety in our lives. And it happens, you know, for the average smoker over a sort of period of 45 to 60 minutes, it gets to the point where they think, oh, I want a cigarette. So they have a cigarette and nicotine is injected into their body very quickly, a few seconds it reaches the brain. So in, in a few seconds, they're thinking, oh wow, that cigarette got rid of a, you know, a fair amount of my anxiety. And they then mistranslate that message from what it should be, which is um the, uh, the drug merely ended my drug withdrawal, but we'll start it again. And they mistranslate that into, oh, my God, whenever I feel anxious, um, I have a cigarette and I feel much better.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because I have a friend who uh, smokes 40 cigarettes a day. Uh, and it's, it's, you can see the turmoil he's in. He wants to stop because he kind of knows it's killing him. But then when you ask him, why don't you stop or why do you smoke? He says, well, I just enjoy it too much. Mm.
1: but if and, you ask if you ask the friend what they enjoy about it um they very i mean i i don't think i've had a smoker yet that, that's actually said oh well, actually i and then they, they stop i enjoy i mean you can't say you enjoy the taste um i do a lot of um uh research you know when we get uh clients into the the stop smoking clinics um I, I give them a card I ask them some questions they don't realize they're being interviewed by me really yeah. uh, but one of the things is what did your first cigarette taste like and something like uh 94.8 percent or something like that of people say it they either can't remember or it was absolutely filthy a few people say oh it was okay uh, and then maybe 0.5%, you know, half of 1% say um, it was good. And and what they usually are saying there is that the experience was good because they felt a certain amount of rebellion or, you know, uh, peer Uh, comradeship or something like that. But actually, the first cigarette proves it's awful. It's a terrible experience. It proves that it's not an enjoyable thing at all. But smokers say it's enjoyable. I'm sorry, I don't want to be gross, Craig, but this is an absolutely brilliant analogy. Uh, And that is um, having a cigarette, the pleasure involved in having a cigarette is quite similar to the pleasure in really, really needing a pee. Because yeah, I'm sorry, but you know when you really, really need a pee and you you can't go for whatever reason, eventually you do it and you and you think, oh my god, that's better than sex. But what you wouldn't do is deliberately go out of your way to fill up your, you know, your bowels, uh, your, your bladder or whatever, or or anything that has urine in it, um, <laughs> you know, with water to, to for the pleasure of ending that. Do you see what I mean? And that's yeah. what smoking is, and and smokers miss perceive that as a pleasure
0: yeah i get you uh, let's say hello to a few people because we're uh, we're missing people here uh oh. jack you finn uh welcome bob's in germany hi nv uh tracy um uh, tracy says uh i just got your book will it help me stop vaping whose book tracy mine or the easy way to stop smoking which one are you talking about come back to us on that um uh lab Bob is here. We've got Scott. Um, we're going to come back to that comment, Scott, in a minute. Bob is here. We've got Slavy on board. Welcome, Slavy. Slavy's in California. Philip, uh, Alan Carr worked for me 10 years now. Fantastic, Philip. Congratulations. A success story right there. Um, and a comment here from Family McShane. What are your thoughts on vapes, please? They're touted as the healthy alternative, are they? No. Um, anything
1: which you put into your lungs, which is not air, is not good for you. Uh, and particularly the United States, there's been a lot of research of people who've had uh, COPD illness caused uh, and even death caused by vaping. However, uh, the underlying problem is the same as smoking. OK, you may not be putting smoke into your lungs, but you're putting plenty of other poisons. Um, Vaping is the world's biggest leg pull, really. Um, Smoking at the core is about nicotine addiction. If you're addicted to nicotine, you're addicted partly physically. It's a slight physical addiction. Uh, we, we draw the analogy uh, for uh, the physical addiction for nicotine as being like the starter motor, whereas the psychological addiction that the, the, you know the, in, in the head is, hmm. is like the, the big engine. So you need the slight physical one to start it off, and it starts off a whole bunch of other um, psychological addictions uh, as, as far as smoke is concerned. So... But the core is nicotine. And the point about vaping is that you're still addicted to nicotine. Yeah. So it's not just about whether you, you know, you're actually putting smoke into your, into your body. If, as long as you're putting nicotine into your body, you're still being controlled by drug dealers, effectively. You know, uh, and, and your governments are just as bad as tobacco manufacturers, all of these people are people in the line of, of dealing in a fatal drug, which kills about half the people that, that use it. And vaping, um, it, it, it's the same as nicotine replacement therapy. It's just a sticking plaster. And it's a way for the uh, tobacco companies to try and sanitize to some extent. Um, the use of of nicotine uh, as a drug and try and make it look like it's the healthy alternative. How is it a healthy alternative? You're still putting noxious poisons into your body. And the point is, as long as you stay addicted to nicotine, there's a really strong chance that you're going to um, go back onto the the cigarettes at some point. I've heard many, many clients, smokers have come to me and said, oh, yeah, I tried the vapes, my battery ran out one day. So I just borrowed a cigarette off somebody and I was back on the cigarettes. And, of course, the other thing, Craig, is that vaping seems like a more oh, – it's been, it's been touted as, like, the healthy form of nicotine addiction. There is no healthy form of nicotine addiction, but yeah. they're, they're grabbing kids in. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they say, Oh, no, we're not doing anything like that, but then you start looking at the flavors, yeah. bubblegum gum flavor,
0: yeah,
1: and they're trying to tout it as a as a sort of pleasure, it's
0: plain simple, yeah. I've seen the, the vape way. bottles with like uh cartoon characters on them, like Absolutely. like you would like you would see on candy, it's uh, yeah. it's quite devious, really, isn't it? Uh, and
1: the uh other thing, oh, I'm sorry, one more thing just about uh, flavors. Um, mm. you know, a, a lot of people again, they're 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 uh, Pulled in by this, uh, they're the, the mugs, really pulled in by this. Well, you know, it's it's about the it's not about the nicotine, it's about the flavor. Well, a why have the nicotine then? And b if you like watermelon flavor, go and buy a watermelon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get you. But to, talking about healthy alternatives, how about this for a healthy alternative? Scott Pringle, he only smokes one a day. That's <laughs> all right, isn't it? You see, Alan Kyle would call that um casual smoking,
1: uh-huh. um, and I had a lady in Jersey once at a a clinic and and she told a a really interesting story about how she used to smoke 12 or 15 cigarettes a day. Um, And then uh, it got to the point, she had three kids under the age of six and she managed to decrease her smoking down to two cigarettes a day, one in the morning at 10 o'clock in the morning and one Mm. at night at 10 PM. And she said she spent the whole time in between dreaming about that second cigarette. She was yeah. still totally and utterly addicted. Yeah. And what, you know, what casual smokers say um, is, you know, I, I can give up any time I want. Now, first of all, by saying that, they're acknowledging, are they not, that smoking is bad, whether it's one or 50. So if you're acknowledging that smoking is bad with that comment and you really can give up anytime you want, why don't you?
0: Yeah. It's so strange how... The, the the comments you hear about smoking are almost identical to alcohol. You know, I can stop anytime I like. You know, right, when, yeah. you, when you question a drinker, you know, maybe you should slow down a bit. You've got might have a bit of a problem. Often the first response is, leave me alone. I can stop anytime I want. Mm. Um, and it's, it's interesting. And also the, you know, the moderation people who, you know, very rarely do people immediately come to the conclusion that they have to stop drinking. They, of course, try to moderate their drinking first and spend several years failing to do that because it becomes torturous. It's like, and I always say to people, quitting drinking is easy. Moderating your drinking is hell on earth. Because if you're saying to yourself, I'm only allowed one beer a day or one glass of wine a day, you're going to spend a whole day daydreaming about that moment when you get to do the thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And this is why people create these rules for themselves, like I'll only drink on... Uh, a weekend, I won't drink during the week, or I'll drink every other day. And then they start coming up with reasons why they can break the rule, you know, oh, well, you know, it's it's the dog's birthday on Tuesday. So, you know, we'll we'll have a drink. But it's interesting that the crossover between the drugs
1: and those yeah. dogs have birthdays eight times a year so uh, you know it's, no, I, I, you're absolutely right the 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 similarity there i mean the lowest common denominator between smoking even though they're, they're different kinds of drugs the, the common denominator is that they're both addictions and yeah. i remember as a smoker um i mean i tried many times um to quit smoking before i eventually succeeded and um I remember I tried it. I used to to be on 20 a day and I used to think, right, well, I'm awake for 16 hours a day. So my first step is having one cigarette an hour. So, you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning, I'd have a cigarette. And of course, because I knew I couldn't have one until 11 o'clock i was like you know, you know hang on okay what time it's 10 past 10 you know um and by by half past i wanted one you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. It really you know cutting down or limiting yourself or trying to moderate your drug uh, doesn't work uh, you either you're either an alcoholic or you're not i'm guessing or you're either a smoker or you're not there is no in between
0: yeah exactly um But Ron says a doctor told him that quitting tobacco is tougher than quitting heroin.
1: I have have heard that. Can I? um, I'm trying to think. I I had um, somebody write something to me um, uh, on my Facebook and he said, you know what? I read it just the other day. Um, And it was somebody in Lancashire in the UK. And he said he's um, he's he's quit heroin. Uh, He's quit cocaine and he he reeled off about four drugs and he said, Mark, this is the last thing that I just could not get my head around. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, And he credited us uh, for helping him stop. So I I think the point that people are making about that is first of all, that they they are different kinds of drugs. There's a similarity, but heroin has a much, much stronger physical element. Mm. Um, When you are withdrawing heroin, and I've never used it myself, but I've had plenty of clients who have, when you're withdrawing heroin, the physical element is really, really tough. But the psychological addiction to smoking is really, really subtle. And that's why so many people find it difficult to quit. Uh, And I suspect that's what the doctor was referring to, is that because... Stopping smoking isn't about just getting cigarettes out of your mouth. It's about yeah. getting cigarettes out of your head. Uh, because of that, um, uh, unless you know the right way to quit, it can look very daunting. And I have well, heard people say it, it's, it's, you know, heroin, you go through a few days of pain uh, and you kind of throw it. But, you know, if you've got this thing living in your head for the rest yeah. of your life saying you want a cigarette, go on, you know, you want one, then it is going to appear difficult.
0: Well, that might bring us on to this comment from uh, Jachu Finn. Uh, he's got more cravings to cigarettes than booze still. So obviously he's, I don't know when he stopped, but presumably it was quite a while ago. What about these lingering cravings, this lingering psychological itch to smoke? Right. I mean, a lot of people I know you've helped and they stop and that's it. They they stop in one day and then they're just, you know, they're joyous about it. they you know they're, they're, They can't believe how easy it was and how good their life becomes. But there must be people where it still lingers. How do you help those people where they just can't shake it off? Um, first of
1: all, can you just put that question on hold, um, Craig? Uh, first of all, I want to have a little rant about that word that's just been used by uh, Jutufin, and, and it's not his fault. Um, but mm. cravings, cravings. <laughs> Smokers do not crave. Craving is is this, you know, it, it it's sweating, being sick. Um, you know not being able to sleep slamming your head and your fist against the wall that is what a craving is smokers don't get cravings they get empty anxious insecure feelings which at the very worst um, can be described as a pang but because so many people refer to it as cravings People think it's a lot harder than it actually really is physically. So uh, that was the, the first thing. You, you know, it's funny because um, the uh, the British NHS, the National Health Service, uh, released some smoking aid. Um, it was on a piece of paper, and and uh, the, uh, on every day they had a little white box, and it was called Crave Buster. And it started off with the words "In a craving emergency." <laughs> the hell is a craving emergency is that when you know you run out of cigarettes and you dial nine one one and you know a van comes around in the shape of a packet of Marlboro and, and gives you a packet
0: well, to, be fair, to be fair to the NHS I did have a craving emergency yesterday for peanut M&Ms
1: <laughs> yeah but they are worse than heroin yeah um. <laughs> so what so just take me back to what the question was Craig. so
0: basically he you know he's he stopped smoking he stopped um drinking but it's the lingering cravings from smoking that are still bothering bothering him. How do you deal with that when it's just kind of always eating away at you? You've you've not left it behind. It's still there, something that you miss.
1: Okay. Um, you, you see, uh, Alan Carr would have said there are two ways to quit smoking, and that is his way and the willpower way. But a lot of people talk about willpower, but they, they don't really know what it means you know you you buy nicotine replacement therapy uh down the uh down the drugstore and it 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 says something like requires willpower on the bottom well where'd you get that is that in a box on on the other side of the 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 shop or what i don't know so we need to really define what we mean by willpower Mm. Uh, and the best working definition is that a willpower stopper for smoking is someone who at the point at which they stop believe they're giving up a pleasure or crutch. Now, if you believe you're giving up a pleasure or crutch when you stop smoking, um, you will feel deprived. As soon as you feel deprived of something, what does that make you want more than anything else in the world? The thing you're depriving yourself of. And that means you want it even more which means then you feel even more deprived and you can see what's gonna go happen here. You're on a uh, ever descending spiral. And I think that's what the, uh, the the person means. So if at the point at which they quit smoking, they were under the impression they were giving up a pleasure or approach, you will get that for the rest no. of your life. You will remain vulnerable for the rest of your life. Um, so the, the trick is to understand that when you quit smoking, All the things that you believe smoking did for you were illusions based on nicotine withdrawal. So when you quit smoking, it's not like you're just too scared to smoke anymore. It's that you're as much likely to smoke. You've got no more, no no reasons to continue. It's a bit different, not being scared into quitting, but not having any reasons to to continue any more than you'd have a reason to go into a field, pick up a cow pat put it in between two slices of bread, have yourself a cowpat sandwich. It tastes horrible.
0: But there'll be no reason for doing it. <laughs> it's very similar to alcohol. Again, you know, I talk about, I always say to people, it's not about quitting drinking. It's about falling in love with sobriety. It's about falling in love with all how your life is with, when you're not drinking poison on a routine basis. Uh, just a, a clarification here from Tracy. She said she bought uh, uh, a book and we weren't sure if it was mine or the easy way book it was the easy way to stop smoking she wants to know if that book will help us stop vaping
1: yes uh, and if you look tracy uh there are some new editions of the book which actually have a vaping section um but the, the, the core problem with with smoking and vaping is nicotine addiction um and that is basically what alan carr's stop smoking course is uh, and we we do even do separate vaping courses but it's about treating nicotine addiction um and vaping you're just as addicted to nicotine you know I, I i see walk i i live in manchester england and even just walking about the city center you see people with these metal things hanging out their mouths and i think they're taking more uh, nicotine than than the smokers who, who take it for like three or four minutes and then and then throw the thing away but these people have got them Well, i've never had one because i i, I quit way before vaping was invented. Uh, but yes, Tracy, in answer to your question, uh, that will help you stop vaping. But see if you can find the special edition with, uh, with the vaping section.
0: By the way, while we're just talking about this, I mean, um, if anyone just needs a few pointers, are you okay for them to contact you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Did you, do you want to give your website address, out? Okay.
1: Uh, well, I have various websites, uh, but uh, my main one uh, is uh, easywaymanchester.co.uk. And you can email me at mark at easywaymanchester.co.uk.
0: Okay. We'll repeat that at the end. Um, let's have a look here. Uh, there was a good point from Mateus. I think. Um, Mateus says, I used to smoke a lot when I was drinking heavily. Now sober from alcohol, I don't feel the urge anymore and find the taste of cigarettes disgusting.
1: Now, you think that- about- Sorry, go
0: on. Sorry, I was going to say, what do you think about the link between smoking and alcohol? I, I, I've got people who've quit drinking and say, great, Craig, thank you very much for helping me. But now I'm smoking twice as many cigarettes as before and I've got and, and the other way around as well. But also there seems to be this um, social connection that when you go into a pub or a bar or something like that, you, you, f- you don't feel comfortable unless you've got a cigarette in your hand and a drink in your hand. They kind of they've linked them together. How, what do you think about the link between cigarettes and and alcohol?
1: Can you put the social connection just on the back burner just for a minute or two? Uh, yeah. I would just like to congratulate Matthias because what he said there uh, completely and utterly bears out um, the situation between cigarettes and uh, and alcohol. So let me say, um let me just repeat what he said. He said, "I used to smoke a lot when I was drinking heavily." now sober from alcohol, I don't feel the urge anymore, and I find the taste of cigarettes disgusting. Many, many smokers say, uh, oh, I smoke much more when I'm drinking alcohol. Now, your nicotine addiction, as Alan Carr called it, the nicotine monster, which is an analogy for the physical withdrawal, um, your nicotine addiction would love you to be smoking five hundred cigarettes, if you could, it would. What it just wants more and more and more. Now most people find their their kind of limit. For some people, it, it, it's ten. They just can't take any more than ten. For some people, the average is twenty,
0: mm-hmm. uh, which
1: is why they come in box to twenty, uh, and some people can smoke eighty a day. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that, that's what Alan used, to, and I, I occasionally get clients that um that I even had one lady in Newcastle. Um, she claimed to smoke ninety roll-ups a day she couldn't afford normal cigarettes 90 roll she i'm not said, surprised <laughs> i know what it would have been maybe uh, 100 pounds a day i guess 100 so,
0: pounds a day
1: well hang on it's 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 about 14 pounds which is about 10 dollar. Uh, no that's no, about 20 isn't it um 40 about 20 dollars. so yeah you're nearly 100 nearly 100 a day in in, okay. in today's prices uh, for yeah. cigarettes now yeah. but the reason is uh, when you you smoke more because you're drinking is because when you're drinking alcohol and you've got cigarettes, there is no chemical link between them. I mean, actually think about what you're saying that, you know, alcohol, hops, whatever's whatever is, you know, or maybe you're, you know, a, a bottle of Blue Wicked or something. There's nothing in there which goes with burning tobacco. You know, burning tobacco goes with nothing. Um, You know, people talk about cigarettes and alcohol like it was, you know, um, peaches and cream. (laughs) And it's nonsense. The reason is, A, your nicotine monster always wants more. B, the alcohol means that you've got a lot of fluid. Uh, I'm usually quite pungently taste, uh, tasting fluid, which is masking the taste of the cigarette. C, a lot of fluid, which is washing away the dryness of the throat. Uh, throat. And D, and this is the most important point, when you are drinking, you are basically um, uh, exposing yourself to a mild general anesthetic, yeah. which yeah. means that you are physically able to smoke two or three times the number of cigarettes that you would be able to normally, and it really is as simple as that. But yeah. then smokers start to, and we'll go back to that social thing now. Smokers start to draw um, social justification for smoking more when they're drinking. All it is is that they're physically able to do it more when they're they're drinking alcohol, and it, and it really is as simple as that.
0: Interesting, really interesting. What Mattia
1: says is, but bears that out completely.
0: Yeah. Our friend here from Birmingham, your neck of the woods. Oh, I went to Bourneville Infant School. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, This is going to be a contentious one because I know there are people in the chat uh, that think that uh, marijuana is harmless and uh, should be legal everywhere. Uh, I'm just wondering, do you get people coming to you saying, look, um, I'm going to quit smoking, but how do you feel about me taking up marijuana smoking? Is that a safer alternative, do you think? safer than what safer than nicotine
1: um nicotine itself isn't the problem it's tobacco it's the smoke that's the problem what kills smokers generally is is the smoke Mm. um what people say to me quite often is um i want to quit smoking but i also want to quit weed um and i explain to them that you know nicotine is more addictive than weed you know Um, And the fact is, if they're just um, smoking roll-ups, you know, smoking joints, then the fact is that if they stop taking the nicotine uh, and they get rid of that addiction, then the chances are they won't want the weed anyway. Others say to me, I don't want to smoke cigarettes, but I do want to take marijuana. So um, I I don't judge anyone. All I say to them is that there are other ways you can take marijuana. You know, you can get a bong or uh, have cookies, you know, whatever you want to do.
0: In fact, someone just said that there's a new way of taking marijuana. Uh, here we go. Um, the Blue Ribbon Beer Company now sells beer mixed with cannabis in California.
1: That sounds disgusting. <laughs> that, that's, that sounds like beetroot in a sandwich.
0: Here's ones that are going to test your history knowledge, Mr. Okay. Dean. Why were cigarettes invented?
1: Well, I, I don't think that um well, you see, I, I do have a theory about this. I haven't um gone into it too much, but I'm guessing um uh, it, it was around sixteen hundred, I think, that, that cigarette well the the you know people realised by in the in the history of, of humankind, I suspect that we've all basically um over the, 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 the millennia um stuck every plant that there is into every orifice that exists in the human body just to see what happens.
0: Make sure but, every plant, because turnips are quite big.
1: <laughs> well, you can chop them up, can't you? So I'm absolutely <laughs> sure that somebody somewhere has smoked dried turnip. Um, but I, I'm guessing at some point, point in I think it was in North America that it was originally noticed, observed. I'm guessing at some point, and this is just a guess, that somebody thought, oh, what, what's this plant? Rolled it all up. Set fire to it and thought, I wonder what will happen when I when I when I inhale this smoke. And obviously, just one uh, dose of uh, of uh, tobacco is 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 addictive. So they did it again and did it again. And other people have watched them doing it again. And somebody somewhere, some entrepreneurial genius would have thought, Why why do these people? Why can they not stop doing this? So they found an extremely cheap plant which people could not help buying. Um, so who wouldn't
0: make um, business
1: out of that? And I guess that's why cigarettes were invented.
0: I can believe this. When I, I'll tell you a story. When I was 13, I tried two homemade drugs. Um, the first one, someone told me that dried banana skins were the same as marijuana. <laughs> no, <I> ch- <laughs> They're not, by the way. Uh, they don't burn very well. And Are you sure? Think- I was
1: about to go and get some bananas.
0: <laughs> they, don't, they don't taste very nice. Uh, and also some some this wasn't me some other kid in my school uh confidently believed that snorting ground-up polo mints was the same as cocaine <laughs> he was going through a packet of polo mints a day what happens if he snorted the whole? <laughs> but, but
1: it, it's interesting because i have a similar story when i was about 10 uh we used to live not far from bourneville in birmingham uh, in the UK and we had a uh, the end of our garden there was a gate to a, a like a, a closed park and I remember one of the older lads uh, there was there's some shrub or something and it had some leaves and when they came off the the shrub they, they curled up and they were they were about they were longer than a cigarette but about the same thickness so, and they were curled up so we used to put dried grass into them and then try smoking them So, um, but we didn't do it more than once as far
0: as I recall. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good idea. Uh, Davey, let's say hello to Davey. Um, A lot of people say you shouldn't try and quit smoking too soon after quitting drinking. What are your thoughts on that? I've been smoking for 35 years and I know it's killing me. Um, Smoking is about smoking is about smoking. i i I
1: don't think that there's um i mean unless you've been to see a doctor that says there's some medical reason which i can't particularly think of and i'm not a doctor um i don't see why um what why there's a problem with that and it depends what you mean by too soon do you mean like a a year after it or a month after it um if if you've quit drinking davy and you want to quit smoking Um, and and you feel fine in yourself, then I I don't see any problem with that particularly.
0: Davey, can I ask you a a blunt question? Do you think it might be just an excuse? Do you think you're just creating an excuse for why you can't deal with this now? You're just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit?
1: Yeah, what he said there, see, a lot of people say, and, and a lot of smokers and drinkers say, well, a lot of people say, but don't forget there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of it is disseminated by people who sell the drugs.
0: Exactly. I'm just scanning through here to see if we've missed people. Hi to Eric. Um uh, <laughs> Eric's trying to go trying to get us into a Brexit argument. So let's Is he? let's no, see I'm, we I'm we happy to get into a Brexit argument. <laughs> he, he wants to know if I'm still a Remainer because EU market laws mandate that member states allow advertising for all kinds of alcohol. <laughs> 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 I'm still a remainer. Eric. And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about one issue? unique woman uh, i tried to smoke it was disgusting never caught on
1: yeah you see um you're one of the lucky ones unique woman apart from being very unique um because the thing is when, when you have your first cigarette usually it's it's a disgusting um experience but there's usually something which is motivating you to do it um and, and i i have my story i started smoking for what i call reasons of fiona O'Shea. Basically, I was trying to impress a girl called Fiona O'Shea, who told me that smoking would make me look super cool and would allow her full and unfettered membership into the Fiona O'Shea Smoking Club. Uh, so I, I, I tried so hard to become a smoker. When I finally got to the point where I thought, oh, yeah, I can do this, um, uh, it became clear that Fiona O'Shea had another boyfriend. So I never even got a snog. And should I ever find her on the page of the Facebook and don't think I haven't tried, I have a few choice words to say to her.
0: And I'll tell you something about her boyfriend. He was a banana smoker.
1: <laughs> Is that what you used to do with banana skins?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why you never took a chance. You yeah, on, else? You're on the wrong drug. Mind you, he did have a bit of a problem with turnips as well. <laughs> <you> <laughs> <laughs> uh slabby says awesome awareness about alcohol and how it switches off the decision to control the amount thank you slabby and a question from robert here uh, do alcohol and cigarettes go together because the depressants in the alcohol and the stimulants in the nicotine counteract each other resulting in people drinking and smoking even more
1: no i don't believe that i believe that's uh, far too clever and, and complicated i simply believe that um i mean you ask any smoker that smokes you know that smokes two or three times the normal amount on a night out um, and they say, um, they, they don't even know the amount of cigarettes that they're smoking. Um, and then in the morning, their, their hangover is double bad. You know, it's simply to do with the fact that, um, you are able to feed your nicotine addiction even more when you're under the influence of alcohol.
0: Okay. Um, Preet, uh, I relapsed yesterday. I did a lot of smoking and drinking more than my usual. And today I feel super sick recorded a video in the morning of how disgusting the feeling is the next day never again how do you deal with relapse with smoking what what's uh, you know often when people relapse with alcohol they tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater and they declare you know how they stopped to be a failure and well that obviously didn't work and I I'm just destined to be a drinker forever is it similar with smoking what how, what do you, you say know, to people I, who do that?
1: I, I think it's slightly different because um uh, and I know one of the I, I I saw you quoted in a book about alcohol quite recently, Craig, uh, when you were talking about how trying to have one drink is like trying to knock over one domino, uh, and and that was really really perceptive of you. Um, and but it it is the same with smoking, in as much as there is no such thing as one cigarette. So smoking relapsers tend to think they can just have one cigarette. Um, So you kind of have to go through the whole process again, reset the button and get to the point where you're committed to being a non-smoker. But then it's prevention rather than cure, really. You have to understand that um, there's no way there's no way you can have just one cigarette because you're either a smoker or a non-smoker. There is no nefarious namby-pamby in between land.
0: Yeah, I know just you you do these seminars where you help rooms full of people all to stop smoking on in one day. It's very impressive. And I know that you back that up with a money back guarantee. And you also do booster sessions with them if they do relapse. Uh, I'm just wondering. And I I have a similar situation. I help people to stop drinking and sometimes people fall off the wagon and then they get back in touch with me. and, and, And they kind of say, right, give me the second pill. The first pill didn't work. What's the second pill? I'm just wondering, in your booster sessions, what do you say to people that's different to the first time around? Um, What you usually do
1: is uh, the the booster sessions we do, well, the the main session is about five hours long. And it's effectively um, a lecture in as much as most of us follow, more or less um, the same script. Obviously, people uh, are welcome to ask questions and we deal with that. Uh, but it, it's, it's it's one size fits all. So you, you, you guide them out of this kind of psychological maze to a point where they don't want to smoke anymore. Now, when people do start smoking, obviously something's gone wrong. So in the booster sessions, what we tend to do, it's a lot more interactive uh, and we speak to people individually. Uh, and I mean, quite often I do booster sessions for just one or two people. So I try and unpick what it was. And usually it's just you know, hard, wide beliefs about smoking that on the first uh, f- first session uh, weren't erased. Um, one of the best things that ever happened in my booster session was I had a guy from Liverpool called Dave, mm. and he came to the main session and he, he, he seemed okay, but started smoking again. He came to a booster session, seemed okay, started smoking again. He turned up at the second booster session uh, and he said, I've got to be honest with you, Mark, I, I don't think this is working for me. So what I did is gave him a herbal cigarette. Now, he didn't know what I was giving him. I gave him a herbal cigarette, which contained no nicotine, because my suspicion was that he, even though he was a bright guy, he still hadn't quite bought into the idea that smoking isn't about being a habit or a pleasure or a crutch. It's actually about nicotine addiction. He went outside, came back within two minutes. He said, I'm going home. He didn't even stay for the the, the booster. He said, I'm going home. I get it. So just having a cigarette with no nicotine in it um mm. got to the root of his problem, so the booster sessions are more about getting down to specific problems, and a lot of it is people believe that smoking helps them with stress you know they um after the session they're okay for a month or two and then some big stressful event oh. happens, and they they hold mm. on to the old
0: idea that it helps with stress. sorry uh, sorry it was a lost uh, connection from another, okay. uh, it seems to be back okay um we challenged um where has it gone? We challenged Davy um, that maybe he was just creating an excuse not to mm. s- deal with his smoking. He's just replied, "He's put, I never had any luck quitting smoking. I'm scared to death to quit." Fear I guess is that's one. something you've heard before.
1: Yeah, fear is the main thing. the The problem is that, that there's a tug of war of fear going on in the smoker's mind. On the one side, the smoker doesn't want to be a smoker because it's killing them and costing them a fortune. But on the other side, um, the smoker believes that it gives them some wonderful pleasure or crutch. What they don't really understand is that actually um, the reason we continue to smoke is because of the fear of stopping. So by being guided out of this psychological maze, we remove the fear. But um, I mean, have a look at uh, Alan's book, Davey, have a look at Alan's book, Alan Carr's easy way to stop smoking. uh, And
0: uh, that, that should take you through it okay we're nudging 50 minutes here which is roughly what we normally do so i think we'll wrap up there mark okay have i got your website right there Easyway Absolutely. Manchester? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. okay uh well listen thank you very much for joining us today that's been really great um uh, really enjoyed well, talking a pleasure. To you. hello to everyone thank you very much uh so there you go that's mark keen and that's his website there easywaymanchester.co.uk he does live in-person seminars uh, around the north of England, Northern Ireland, the Channel Islands. Uh, but I'm sure i would be more than help, uh, happy to just give you a few pointers. If you, if you wanted some advice, you can email him via the website. Uh, interesting how alcohol and cigarettes seem to overlap so much and the, the illusions that you're getting a benefit from the drug that you're taking. But it is just an illusion. There, there's no benefit. It's just, just all a big smokescreen if you'll excuse the pun. So uh, apologies if I missed you and didn't say hello to you. Let's say hello to Dr. Danger because he just made it through the weekend sober and that is fantastic. Well done, Dr. Danger. Um, Let's say hello to Tracy's uh, signing off now. Envy, uh, thank you for joining us. Well done, Owen. Thank you for coming on in. Uh, Let me just see. I want to make sure I say hello to everyone if I can. Alexander Aguirre. Uh, Yeah, I think we got most people, but if I missed you, apologies. So thank you very much for joining me today. If you're new to the channel, you know what to do. Click that subscribe button, ring the bell so you get notifications and put your comment below. Let me know where you are in this journey. Are you still questioning your drinking or are you in the process of quitting? Where are you? Or maybe you're chalking up one, two, three years of sobriety. It'd be great to hear your story below. And uh, I will see you in the next meeting, which is gonna be Wednesday, 2 p.m. UTC, GMT. And then don't forget, Friday, we hopefully will have a very special guest. Sharon Hartley will be here uh, to talk about how the pandemic has severely affected women more than men when it comes to problem drinking. Thanks a lot. See you in the next episode. Imagine waking up tomorrow. No hangover. No feelings of guilt or regret. Just full of energy and vitality. That goal is not only possible, it's easily achievable. Find out how 200,000 people just like you have rediscovered their happy, sober lives using the Stop Drinking Expert Program. Reserve your place on today's free quit drinking webinar and get a copy of my best-selling book, Alcohol Lied to Me, as a free gift just for turning up.